Hi, welcome to On Another Note with Doug and Judy. It's been a while. We just checked. It has been. It's August 2nd and the last episode we recorded on June 8th. And it's not that we didn't want to do this, but we got busy. It just seemed like things kept getting in the way. And just, you know, kind of life things going on. So- well, life things and school things and new job things and workshop things. Right. Yeah. So how did the workshop go? I hosted, uh, this was a, altogether about five-day workshop. I think so. Well, I had um, five total participants, if you count the one person that did both parts of the workshop, <laughs> uh, you know, separately. But it, it went well. It went pretty well, pretty much the way I planned, mm-hmm. which was good, I, I guess. Good. I guess. After 40 years, um, you should know how to do. Yeah, like right. This. And okay. feed, feedback was was positive. And then the things that, um, and feedback that were, I wouldn't necessarily use the word critical, but, you know, it gave me some ideas of what to do in the future. Mm-hmm. So that was all great. Yeah. You know, when you're, when you're doing something brand new for the first time, and mm-hmm. um, it's good to get that guidance so that you can look at what to tweak. Down the road. Exactly. That's great. And I have to share, quite frankly, there were a couple of times during this workshop where, like, he was coming out into the hallway like a giddy schoolgirl about, oh, this is going so well. <laughs> Why we would so it be excited. a schoolgirl? Why can't it be a schoolboy? Because schoolboys don't get giddy, I don't guess. <laughs> they I don't might. Know. Maybe. Know. Maybe I'm just not. It not was well, it was exciting to teach again. Yeah. You know, we're teachers. I get that. That's kind of our thing. Totally get it. And hadn't really been able to do that since... March. Oh yeah. Or before, so mm-hmm. uh, just getting to, even though it was through Zoom, sharing ideas and and having a two way conversation mm-hmm. about a particular subject you're passionate about is you know. Oh, I know. It's, it's invigorating. There's something about that. I know. And um, we had our virtual national assembly, mm-hmm. which was interesting, but again, mentally stimulating. A lot of things to think about in terms of music education and, you know, the direction the organization is going. So that was that was really cool, too. Um, we went on vacation. Did go on vacation. We kept talking about, well, we had an episode about vacation. I think that was the last one we did. Yeah. Well, one of the last ones about whether to vacation or not. Yeah. And all the places we wanted to go, every time we would suggest <laughs> one, it was a hot spot for COVID. Oh, my gosh. So we ended up doing a small town, Midwestern. Yes, we did. Vacation. We did. It was it was fun. And you know, I thought I was going to be kind of disappointed because you know we had these delusions of grandeur and you know all these places we wanted to go. This you know kind of I don't know exotic or whatever it might might be, and everything fell apart just because you know of what you said. Right. And um, we found the lovely little town of Galena, Illinois. Which, when we put things out there, we told people we were going to go there. Like, oh well, yeah, they. All this stuff about it. But I know. I not about it at all. And it's like uh, kind of along the Mississippi River, right across um, from Iowa, which again, Iowa surprised me. It surprised me too. I found really good food in Iowa. Oh my gosh. Good soul food. Mm-hmm. Some, found some good like Creole food. I mean, in Iowa? In Iowa. Uh, and you know, I feel really bad for all of my friends who, and, and I found out they all came out of the woodwork on Facebook. It's like, <laughs> that's where I'm from. I'm from such and such Iowa. Um, I have been given Iowa a bad rap for like the last 20 years. Well, yeah, me too, yes. pretty much. But I think and a lot of it's bad. because whenever we go east, we have to drive through Iowa. 
Right. And I'm, I'm always equating it to uh, Iowa or Missouri mm-hmm. when we're traveling back to Kentucky to visit family. Yeah. It's kind of like when I was a kid and we would go on vacation to Florida and you would spend most of the day in Georgia. Oh, yeah. And so mm-hmm. you just got to where you hated Georgia because you wanted to get to Florida. And so, <laughs> you know, when we drive home, we drive, we either go all the way across Iowa. Right. Or you go diagonally across <laughs> Missouri and, oh, my gosh, it takes all day. So, yeah. But you, Missouri, I'm sorry if you're from Missouri, Missouri is boring. But it's pretty. There are places that are pretty. Iowa was stunning. It was. All the cornfields and the, I mean, all the pretty farmhouses and you saw, little towns. beautifully manicured and taken care of and you could see the pride and all this stuff. Yeah. So we did spend some time in Iowa. We spent some time on the Mississippi. We saw Field of Dreams. We did. We went to Field of Dreams. I got to see kids playing baseball mm-hmm. on Field of Dreams. That was fun. And we, we checked out the corn. We did. I put my arm into the corn. It did not disappear. This was a good thing. It did thing. not go away. I could still see my it's arm. It's hard to conduct with one arm, I guess. It is. I I've tried it before. <laughs> I've done it. I've yeah, tried. you have. Um, so that was that was fun. See, what else did we did? We saw pelicans on the river. We did. And we, we, saw we crossed bison. over into a little bitty part of Wisconsin. Oh, yes, we did. Because we had to go... Uh, there was a detour, and mm-hmm. we had to go around, mm-hmm. and so we drove through a little bit of Wisconsin. Yeah. So your car got to go to a new state. It Co- did. It was fun. Um, what else did we do? Well, all this was kind of fun. I mean, you, you kind of weren't sure what to expect, mm-hmm. but every place we went yep. expected you to, to wear a mask, and it seemed right. like most places we went... You know, um, there weren't a lot of people, or they were really working on the social distancing, and you didn't sit right next didn't to somebody. Didn't see as many masks in Iowa. No. We saw more masks in Illinois. We, we did, yeah. But for the most part, it, I I felt safe. It's been a couple of weeks. I feel good. Yeah. I, I, I'm knocking on wood. Everything's good. I was very happy that, uh, you know, it wasn't like being in the Music Man, you know, being in Iowa. Okay. The whole standoff um, thing where you have to bring your own food to the potluck <laughs> and you can only bring your own, you know, eat, eat your what own you food bring yourself. Yeah, okay. And all that stuff. True. And we also we went to the Amana colonies. We did. I got Wiener Schnitzel. Yeah. Got in touch with and a little spitzel. bit of my German German roots a yeah. little bit. That was good. It was so, fun. They were very nice. Beautiful little shops and you know, and we we bought a, a lovely handmade clock that's in, yes. in, in yeah. our living room and you know, you just miss the whole craftsmanship, you know. Where, right, getting to watch where, them work in the wood shop was cool. Yeah, so, I mean, watching people be creative with their hands, really cool. Yeah. So it, it turned out to be a really nice little vacation. It did. And, um, and safe, and um, we saw things and we'd never seen before. That was good. So. All those collard greens, though, that one place. Oh, my gosh. And shrimp and grits. Oh. The ice cream with the praline bacon sauce. I that bacon praline was for real. That, that was, was legit. <laughs> so weird and so wonderful at the same time. And then, um, so it's been busy, um, but we actually took um, a day today because today's special. Today was special. I thought it was special anyway. It was. It's our 40th wedding anniversary. It is. We have put up with each other for 40, 40 years, years of Doug and Judy. Yeah, and it's going to continue. I love that. So we we um, took a, about a two and a half hour drive west and 
went to this lovely little winery in the middle of nowhere. It is in the middle of nowhere. Absolutely. We we could watch cows and birds. (laughs) (laughs) We did. We watched over the rolling hills. Yeah. And um, a little food. The wine was lovely, and yeah. Went to a town called Worms. We did. And found the uh, Nightcrawler Inn. And people wanted, Nightcrawler Bar. Friends wanted to know if we, if we went in. I was afraid. I didn't go into the Nightcrawler's <laughs> Inn Bar, no. I didn't think it would be. Yeah. I, was, okay. I was a little worried about that. So, anyway. Um, and we took your new car. We took, yeah, we took my new car. You should talk to them about your new car. So, I have a two-seater Roadster Fiat. Mm-hmm. Brand new. Mm-hmm. Um, been dreaming about this a while. I've been talking about a two two seater for a very very long time since I was a like probably probably thirteen years old. I saw my first Porsche nine fourteen and just always wanted a little mm-hmm. sports car. So now I have one. So you have one. I do. So, and you know that kind of ties into something that I wanted us to talk a little bit about tonight was on another note on another note yes absolutely um so I was talking to my middle son the other day and he pointed out to me and and sometimes he words things a little differently but the gist of the the matter was that um that you and I have not followed the prescribed path that society or our culture or whatever the American dream the American dream yeah has told us that we're supposed to work towards and and that I see a lot of young people doing yeah I just I write it off as being a late bloomer but you you think there's more to it than that I I don't know I mean I I I know you and I did not follow any prescribed path because (laughs) well we just kind of did whatever felt good but that's the thing I mean people we get this misconception that life is a straight line. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, time is a straight line. But then your your pathway in the world is not necessarily a straight line. Mm-hmm. There are things that that cause you to change your pathway. It's not going to be straight. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to turn and twist and go backwards. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are things that get in your way. There are times when you have to make a decision and you have to go one way or the other. You know, things happen that you're not planning or didn't expect or... Absolutely. And you... you and adapt. one decision can set a series of things in motion mm-hmm. that are very different mm-hmm. than if you had decided to do B instead of A. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I went to a Broadway play called If Then... Which um, uh, showed two different um, avenues, depending on what direction someone had had taken during a major decision, kind of thing, and and how you know how this side turned out as compared to the other side, and so you can kind of look back and wonder, well, what if I had done this or what if I'd done that? Mm-hmm. Um, but that could kind of make you crazy. I right. don't know. Um, so we did talk about um, you know. I have a lot of young teachers that I I work with and deal with, and they all seem to have this, like, agenda, you know, as to what life is supposed to look like. Right. You know, they get finished with high school. They go to the right college. They get the right degree. They get it in four years. Um, they get out and get the job right away. Um, they get engaged within that next year or so. Um, they get married, they buy the house, they have the child within the next year or two, 
And then they have the second child a couple of years after that. And I watched teacher after teacher. It's like it's like it was expected of them. Do you really feel like this is a plan that they follow, or is this because this sounds very Stepford? It does sound is very a, Stepford. Is it, a, is it a plan, or is it just that a lot of people seem to kind of fall into this pattern? You know I, what I mean by chance? I don't know. I think I think people see other people doing that or following that particular path and see them and perceive them as being successful okay. and they want to be successful also. Um, you know, and part of it too is that whole like gang mentality, you know, maybe they're all sisters in a sorority or whatever, or maybe, you know, they that. went to college together and they have these plans together, you know, we're going to marry Mr. Wright. We're going to have the perfect little house to start with. And we're going to have, and I see them do it, mm-hmm. you know, and so part of me wonders, knowing after 40 years, um, that things are going to come up that they're not expecting. Right. Um, you know, how this agenda or this plan or this goal setting, which is good, um, but how are they going to deal with it when something happens like the pandemic right. that they weren't expecting? Well, I know that when I, when I finished college, mm-hmm. way back in the dark ages, I had a plan, too. And my plan was I was only going to teach for like five to ten years. Mm. And then I was going to be a millionaire and I wouldn't have to work anymore. And why I chose teaching, (laughs) I don't know, because I quickly learned, hey, you're not going to be a millionaire Mm -hmm. if you work for 40 years. (laughs) Yeah, this is so true. So here it is 40 years later Mm. and I'm still teaching. Well, and... and you and I didn't take, again, what some would think is a prescribed path again. Because some of these teachers I talked to you about, of course, mm-hmm. you know, they also go back and get their master's within a certain amount of time, oh, too. Oh, no. yeah, right. And you and I just did not do that. We no. We didn't do that. Um, in fact, I didn't finish. It took me 10 years to finish my degree. 10. Yes. Eventually. It was right at 10. Which most would say... You get one of two things. It's like, why? What took you so long and why did you quit kind of thing? Or the, wow, you stuck with it and got it anyway. That's really great. But there's not like a, it's, it, it seems to be unusual. People look at it and go, wow, that's not what people usually well, do. A lot, but a lot of people, they start their degree and then they don't ever finish it. I mean, right. typically when people drop out of something, they don't go back to it. Mm-hmm. And so that I think that does put you in a, Smaller cohort, cohort, if you'd like, or demographic. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and and yeah. I think the problem is, is because there is this perceived agenda that if you do drop out, you're starting to tell yourself already, well, I'm not ever going to go back. Right. And I think that's part of the problem, too. Right. Yeah. For me, uh, with the master's, I just, I couldn't see myself stop teaching to go get it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't see myself doing it part-time. Mm-hmm. This was not going to happen. There was no so time. I had to just quit teaching and, and go back to school full time to do it. Mm-hmm. So it took a while to make that happen. And even then it was scary. <laughs> it was. Well, and some of the things, and, you know, sometimes an opportunity presents itself or either good or in, in, in a good or bad way, you right. know, and you have to make some decisions and you got to make it work. They, it's, you don't have that opportunity to plan for Right. Those things that pop up. 
And do you take the opportunity or do you say, oh, no, it won't work right now? I think what for me is a lot of times I may think I have a plan or it's like, okay, someday I would like to do this. Mm-hmm. And then I think about it for a bit, like the car. Mm-hmm. I, I talk about it. I look, I, I pick up little sales things every week, you know, and look through them to see what's new. And, and, uh, but they never really go out and test drive anything mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or look at any of the cars in person that I find. Right. And then in about a three day period, I went and test drove three cars and bought one of them. So mm-hmm. it, it came down to where the decision making was really fast, was quick. Yeah. Just happened, but all the years of talking about it and oh, I just really would like to have you know I'd like to have that mm-hmm. to drive. I like the experience. I like to have that experience, and then finally do it. So there's a difference, obviously, between dreaming about doing something and decision making. You know? Oh, I think so. How, how yeah, well, it? dreaming about it's there's no commitment. There's no mm-hmm. there's no cash involved. <laughs> There's no payment involved. Oh, yeah. You know, one of my friends said, so now you have to live to be 120. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, well, if this is like your midlife crisis, then buying the sports car, (laughs) you're going to live to 120. I said, no, what it means is I'm not going to retire until it's paid off. That's what it's going to mean. What it really means. Which, at our age, this is what David was kind of alluding to the other day, was Mm -hmm. that it's kind of unusual that you don't usually take on new things like this when you and I are as close as we are to what everyone are we close to retirement perceives I mean, to be retirement I don't know I guess a lot of people do they're, I mean, we know a lot of people we went to school with that are retired now oh yeah in I fact mean, I probably have former students that are retired at this point I am <laughs> and so uh but but I'm still there's still things I want to accomplish and still things mm-hmm. I want to do and and things I feel like that I have um you know to offer and to share and mm-hmm. so I want to keep doing that. Well, it's like you said, you know, you got into the middle of, of teaching this this uh remote learning thing, this virtual um thing and um it it was filling your bucket first of all. Mm-hmm. But the fact that at an age where most of my friends feel really really uncomfortable with technology, you completely embraced it. Learn something completely new, and and I mean, in order to be able to, to teach in a way that was was meaningful, and so I think Dave's right in a way that you and I just don't, you know, we just kind of do what we feel like doing, and the age part or where we are in our, you know, twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, whatever, has never been. It's true. Know, something that we yeah. really thought about. Even when I went back to grad school, I was older than. Everybody else in grad school, mm-hmm. pretty much, yeah. at that point. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you know, when I switched schools four years ago, the PE teacher, who was all of 25, looked at me one day and said, um, why did you change schools when you're so close to retiring? That was the question. That was the assumption. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I needed a new adventure. I needed something different. Right. You know, I even could, even old people need something new adventurous, yeah, right? Otherwise we get boring. Right. Well look at, you know, was it H. W. Bush was still skydiving in his eighties or whatever. Mm-hmm. So Exactly. Maybe it's in the name. Could be. Could be. Maybe. I don't know. Possible. It's, it's kind of fun to be back doing the podcast again. I think so. Yeah, I hope so. I Is hope there anything else you want to say about this topic? 
don't know. I'm just like looking for the next adventure. I have a new job starting up that I've kind of been right. working on all summer. Officially starting this week, I think. I, yes, I think. Yeah, it's bizarre not being in the classroom. Like I said, it's it's like a soft open. It's like that. <laughs> it's like the restaurant, you know, where they yeah. they start cooking and they just invite a few friends before they actually. Yeah, it's kind of the kind way of been it's been. Easing into this job yeah. all summer. Do a little teaching here, a little speaking over here, a little, you know, helping over here. And yeah, so I moved into my cubicle Friday, first time out of a classroom in like 30 years. There about. you go. And so at this point, so close to retirement, why would you do this? Because I want to do something different. Great. I know. Well, and that's the other thing. It puts you in a, a position where you can share the experience you have with other people. That's good. That's going to mm-hmm. be part of your job. So it. To me, it makes complete sense. Yeah. Evolution. Exactly. So I could either quit and retire, or I could keep learning and evolving and helping. And I think that's what it's all about. So age shouldn't make a difference. So if you're out there and you are of a certain age. Whatever age that might be. Do it. Go for it. Yeah. And if you're not of a certain age yet, keep this in mind when you get to that certain age. Yeah. Because we're not going to say what that certain age is. Because there is no certain (laughs) age. (laughs) That's right. So this has been another episode of On Another Note with Doug. And Judy. Hey, Doug. Why don't you tell our listeners where they can find us? They can find us on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or on Spotify. If you'd like to give us some feedback, we love to get feedback for people who listen to us, don't we? Feedback's great. Yeah, suggestions for future episodes or just... Anything, you know, you'd like to tell us about listening to us, why you listen to us, maybe where you found us, you can email us at on another note with Doug and Judy at gmail.com. 